Father, we thank you for those that have come and celebrated who you are with us today, those that have visited with us, that are visiting with us, those that have got up and sung with us and blessed your name with us, prayed with us, Hallelujah. celebrated with us. God, we just thank you for those that have taken time out of their schedule. Now, as we look into your word, we ask that you will touch us at our very innermost parts, that your word will become a light unto our feet, and that your word, God, will lead us down the path of righteousness. We thank you, we honor you, and acknowledge you in all these things. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Well, I thought that last week um, we would have completed this uh, sermon topic, but y'all kept pushing me, so I thought of some other things that we can discuss as we go down this topic. So we are now on part number two of our series called Remember. The point that I would like to start off with today is the fact that God designed us to remember. God has made our minds almost, well, not almost, but even better than the fastest computer today. Our mind has the ability to retain anything that it has acquired through our five senses. For those of y'all that have been out of school for a while, that is touch, smell, see, uh, what's the other one? I've been out of school for a while. Uh, hear and to taste. The folks that, have, that are still in school are correcting me from long distance, but we don't even worry about it. Thank you again, sir. But through those senses, we have placed input into our mind, and because of that very reason, we come up with the ability to remember. And I brought up last time that the word remember means to recall to your mind. The old folks say to recollect, you know, to bring it back again, to possess or exercise the facility or faculty of memory. That is what memory is, to recollect. I love that. I think about the Beverly Hillbillies every time I say that word, <laughs> recollect. To remember the, these things, to bring them back and look at those things to reflect. And we last week we started in 2 Kings, the fifth chapter, talking about a man by the name of Naaman. And for the sake of time last week, we only focused on the 15th through the 19th verses. And so what I want to do today is I want to rehearse those 15 through the 19 verses with you, and then I want to go a little bit deeper into it. The 15th verse says this, that then he returned to the man of God, he and all his company, and he came and stood before him and said, Behold, I know that there is no God in all the earth but in Israel. So accept now a present from your servant. But he said, talking about Elijah, as the Lord lives before whom I stand, I will receive none 
And he, Naaman, urged him to take it, but he refused. Then Naaman said, If not, please let there be given to your servant two mule loads of earth. For from now on your servant will not offer burnt offerings or sacrifice to any god but the Lord. In this manner, may the Lord pardon your servant. When my master goes into the house of Rimon to worship there, leaning on my arm, and I bow myself in the house of Rimon, when I bow myself in the house of Rimon, the Lord pardon your servant in this manner. Elijah said to him, go in peace. Now I want to talk about what got us to that situation Naaman was this general, and he was the best Syrian general, and he was the Syrian general that made Syria the strong army that it was. But just like us, Naaman had a problem. Naaman's problem was he had leprosy, and we talked about last week of how diabolical leprosy was. It's a degeneration. It was a uh, deterioration of the flesh. And your fingers would fall off. Your toes would fall off. Your ears would fall off. Your nose. One of the ways that they knew most leprous people was they didn't have any noses. They just walked around with a big hole in their face because their noses would fall off. And it would cause just this deterioration of the flesh. Naaman has this. And what they would do back in the day, they would isolate them into another camp outside the city because it was a contagious disease. And because it was a contagious disease, they wanted to make sure, the leaders wanted to make sure they didn't catch it. So they would send the leprous people away. And Naaman had this condition, and because he had this condition, but he was also a great general, the, he went to his king and said, hey, king, one of the servant girls that I have captured said that there's a god in Israel, or prophet in Israel, who can make this leprosy disappear. So the king of Syria wrote the letter to the king of Israel, heal my general. He sends this general to the king of Israel. King of Israel gets nervous because he says, now Syria's trying, I can't heal this guy. I'm going, they're just trying to have a war with us and take us over. Right. However, there was a man of God in the land by the name of Elisha. And Elisha sent his, his servant Gehazi over to see the king and said, send him to me. And when he sent him to him, he found out that all he needed to do was dip into the Jordan River seven times. And Naaman got upset. Naaman said, I got plenty of rivers back in Syria. Why do I have to get into the Jordan? And then they said, well, if he said something that was going to be hard or something that was going to be difficult, why wouldn't you think this simple thing would be something to do? So he dips in there seven times. He comes out clean, and the leprosy's all gone. And then we get to that verse 15 where he is so happy that he wants to give a gift to the man of God that gave him the direction to become whole. I know I usually don't do this, but I want to bring up some points. 
The first point that I want to bring up is that sin is a contagious condition. Sin is a contagious condition that restricts us from total achievement. Sin blocks us from achieving everything that God has for us. Sin will cause you to think you are okay, but everybody knows you're not okay. Sin will cause you to hang out with folks that you know is not okay. But because y'all all look the same, y'all all sin the same, y'all all can hang out together. So sin restricts us. Sin prevents us. Sin keeps us from achieving all that God has for us to achieve. As we look at Naaman, we saw that he may have been the number one general, but I bet you behind his back, folk were talking about him like he was a leper. You know, Naaman tried to invite me to his house, but I ain't going to that boy's house. I don't, care if he the, I don't care if he the president. I ain't going to his house. I don't care if he the king. He just a general anyhow. I ain't getting no leprosy on me. The next point that I want to bring out. I heard you, lady. <laughs> the next point that I want to bring out. Rescue, deliverance, or salvation requires simple and sincere effort or action. There's nothing complex. Rescue, deliverance, or salvation requires simple and sincere effort or action. Ain't nothing hard about it. Go dip in this river seven times. I ain't dipping in that. I should I can dip in this river. How come I can't do this? How come I can't? Why I can't? Why? I remember when uh, I worked on the altar ministry, and folks would come up to, to me for salvation, and I would say, well, you know, um, salvation is a pretty serious thing. Um, and they'd be like, yes. And I'd say, okay, um, well, what, what I need you to do is, I, I'm gonna need you, can you do a backflip? And they'll be like, uh, I don't think so. Oh, okay, well, if you can't do a backflip, can you, can you do a somersault? N no, no, I, I don't think I can do a somersault. Hmm. Can you do a handstand? No, no, I can't do a handstand. You can't do none of that? No. Oh, you don't need to do that anyway, because that ain't required for salvation. You know, they'd be like, oh, okay. Because they're thinking, I'm getting ready to tell them they had to do this. I said, all salvation is, is you confessing with your mouth and believing in your heart. I said, you ain't got to do nothing. You ain't got to run. You ain't got to jump. You ain't got to do. I said, you probably ain't even going to even feel nothing. I said, but it's a simple thing. There's nothing complex about it. All that you have in your mind about how hard it is to live for Jesus. All that complexity that you have brought up. Well, 
once I stop being leprous, I'll go ahead and I'll be right. Once I stop hanging out with these guys, then I'll go ahead and get right. Once I, you know, we, we come up with all these reasons, all these things to say, but all it needs is a simple and sincere action or effort. Nothing hard about it. My third point that I want to bring up today is this. Reflection or remembrance gives us strength to overcome. And faith to continue. Reflection or remembrance gives us strength to overcome and faith to continue. I just gave you the whole story of naming in three simple points. We talked about last week that why would this man ask for two mule loads of dirt? Was he planting flowers? Was he, was, 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 was he, what? Because at that time, wherever the God was, he was considered to be in the land. So he said, let me take some of this land of Israel with me to Syria because I want the presence of the Lord with me because of this change that I have. So reflection or remembrance gives us strength to overcome. When something is coming up against us, instead of us looking at what's coming against us, let's remember how God did something for us the last time. There was a young little shepherd's boy who <coughs> went to take his brother some, some lunch, and there was this big guy out there talking noise about the people of Israel. And he said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine who would talk about my God? And they said, take your little behind on back to them sheep. He said, no, I'll fight him. If y'all scared, I'll fight him. And it got all the way up to the king. And the king said, well, bring him on in here because the king was scared too. He said, would you fight him? Have you ever fought before? He said, well, I haven't knocked out a giant. He said, but I killed a lion. I killed a bear, yeah. and the same God that enabled me to do that will help me to do that. He remembered what he was able to do with God's help. This same shepherd boy, once he became uh, anointed to become king of Israel, they lived in this city, and they, as they lived in this city, they would go out and attack the Philistines, but make it sound like they was attacking the Israelites so that the Philistine king wouldn't kick them out of the city that was actually in Philistine. But anyway, they went out and attacked some of the Philistines. They came back, and the city had been devastated. And the city, all their family members, all their goods and services, everything was gone. And they got in there, and the Bible says that him and his men, David and his men, were feeling so distraught that they had been attacked. And then this is how people are doing you. They got mad at David. They said, well, David, we're going to kill you because this doesn't happen to our family. And the Bible says that David went away from the men and it began to encourage himself 
in the Lord. And I think he reflected back. He remembered, God, you brought me these victories over a lion. You brought me the victory over the bear. You brought me the victory over Goliath. You kept me from being killed by King Saul. You kept me. God, what should I do? Shall I pursue? He said, yes, you will pursue and you will recover all. Because he didn't look at the situation. He remembered the God that helped him before. So remember, don't allow the situation to cause you to feel like you can't make it. You have to give up. You are finished. There was a uh, uh, there's a saying, and I, I, I haven't heard it in a while because we, we've gotten so socially cons, uh, conscious, but in opera, the last, the last little uh, stance, everyone would know that the opera was about to be over when the soprano would come out, and traditionally, the soprano was usually a heavy-set person. And she would come out and do the last aria in order to conclude the opera. So we came up with the expression, it's not over until the fat lady sings. But I want to tell you, the fat lady can sing all day. <laughs> But if God don't say it's over, guess what? It ain't over till God says it's over. She can sing four or five arias. She can even do a break dance if she wants to. But it ain't over until God says it's over. So we have to know that God has done some things for us. And as I was finishing up this last night, I thought this was going to be the last time, but I got another, another we're going to do this again next Sunday because God gave me some more things. Because he was, he was saying that not only do we need to remember, but we also need to reflect. Okay. And what, it, what reflection does, it allows us to look and see something coming back at us. Yeah. And so God was saying next week, because I want you to make sure you bring your notebooks and your pencils next week because I'm going to have a bunch of scriptures to give you next week. Because I want them to be your scriptures of remembrance. So when you're going through something, you can say, you know what? God is good and his mercy endures to all generations. So not only is his mercy on me, it's on my son. It's on my grandsons. It's on their grandsons. So all this craziness that's happening, I ain't even worried about it. God's got it because it's mercy that's got me covered. That's just one of them. So we're going to talk about that next week, but I want to remind us that, first of all, that sin is, con is a contagious yes. condition. And that's why David said, I have hidden your word in my heart so that I will not sin against you. If the words in my heart when sin comes, guess what? You reflect back on the word instead of being attracted to the sin. <laughs> mm -hmm. So now we know that we have the ability to reflect, to remember all that God is able to do. For us. 
And he starts it off with the simple thing of salvation. Another name for salvation is rescue. Another name for rescue is deliver. And we already said that the fact is, it's a simple and sincere effort. There's nothing complex about salvation, but it provides us with that initial thing that we can continue to move forward. If God did this for me, he can do it for anybody. And because he did it for me, he can do more along the way. And then we can remember, just like Naaman was doing, he was going into the temple with his king, and then he would probably go back to his room and stand in that soil that reminded him, that was his remembrance of what God had did for him. And now, as we said last Sunday, it's not about the dirt, it's about the spirit. The spirit that dwells in us brings back to our remembrance the word of God. And next week, like I said, we're going to have a bunch of scriptures. I'm letting you know. Bring your pencils, bring your papers, because we are going to be writing down some scriptures. And I'm going to encourage you to find four or five of these scriptures out of about the 50 that I'm going to give you that you can use as that you having one of them days, you can jump on that scripture and know everything is going to be all right. I, I don't care what I'm going through. I'm a little side note. I don't care what I'm going through. Anything that happens, the first scripture I go to is Isaiah 26 and 3. That's my scripture. He will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusts in thee. God, I trust you, so I know I have peace, even though I'm ready to choke the living daylights out of this person. Keep me from choking them. Lord, make something happen so I don't choke them. But if I didn't have that scripture, first of all, y'all wouldn't know me because I'd be in the prison. Because there'd be a lot of folks choked out. Yeah. So, we're going to talk about those scriptures next week. And I, I want to encourage you to remember when God touched your life. And I bet you, if you go back to the first time God touched your life, as your mind is going back, especially if you've been in God for a while, you'll hit a lot of the other points. Mm -hmm. You'll be like, oh yeah, I remember when he did this, and I, I remember when he did that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> wow. The enemy wants to pull us away and cause us not to remember mm -hmm. what God has done. If you look at the scripture, one last, I'm, now I'm going to stop. If you look at the scriptures, God's favorite thing was remember. Remember. Remember when y'all was in Egypt? Y'all remember when y'all was getting vanquished? Y'all remember? Y'all remember? And then Jesus said, what, what does the word say? And he would cause them to look at the word, which was the history of their people, and remember what the word says. I'm the fulfillment of that. I'm here to show you how that's going to be fulfilled. Remember. Don't forget your pencils and paper next week. I know somebody said they might. I just listened to the video. You're going to need pencil and paper for the video. Somebody said they're going to use it. Oh, okay. But I'm going to tell you, there's a bunch of scriptures coming at you next week. Uh, I think I'm at about 40-something right now, and I'm not even done. So 
But I want you to be, I want, this is, this whole, the whole theme of 2020 is remember. That's why it's a new addition to our hashtag. This whole year is about remembering. What God did, us, did for us in 2019, he's going to do even greater in 2020. But I want us to remember and reflect back on 2019. Y'all remember, y'all remember how we felt when we thought that we was at the end of the rope? And that God, you know, God, are you still there? Are you still on my side? And then the next thing you know, a door opens up, and you got brave enough to walk through the door. And then God says, didn't I tell you? Didn't I tell you? Our, 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 our song, y'all may not have remembered this, but the song that we played last week was Blessings on Blessings. Blessings on blessings. It just seems like every time I turn around, blessing. Then I take another step, blessing. blessing. Then the next thing I know, I take another step, blessing. Another step, blessing. God just has this way of when you start walking upright before him, he starts opening up doors. He started making doors. You, you thought it was a brick wall until you got close up on it and you realized, oh, that's a doorknob that looked like a brick. Let me turn that doorknob and walk through that joker. God works things out, man. <coughs> you start walking up on it, and then you get to it, and you're like, wait a minute, I thought there was a wall here. Where did this, where this incline come up that took me over the wall? God works out things. I want us to be able to reflect on that, remember that, and walk in the power of that. The song we heard today, he did it before, he can do it again. Yes, sir. He did it for a billion people. Guess what? I guess I can go ahead and bless his name also. Amen. Amen. Father, we just want to honor you today. We thank you, God, for giving us the ability to remember your goodness and your mercy in our lives. Father, we thank you that you have caused us to reflect upon and remember all the things that you have prevented from overtaking us. We thank you, God, that you keep us, that you protect us, that you surround us. And God, that you have a plan for our lives, and because of that plan, we can move forward in you. So God, we thank you and we honor you, and as we come next week, God, with a heart to receive your word, to look into your scriptures and use those as points of remembrance of the glory of who you are in our lives. We just thank you for it all. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.